what's up hello everyone um welcome back to the so true <laughs> I, was I was literally gonna say sibling sessions <laughs> oh my gosh oh gosh throwback what the uh, heck um you guys happy november it oh my god! It's Thanksgiving season. It's Thanksgiving season. Um, our episode last week was a an episode that we batched like back during the summer. So, mm-hmm. um, this is our first episode in November, oh, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's already like this time of year. Like it's actually really nuts. Um, but twenty twenty three is almost over. There's one month left. I know. I was telling my client this morning. I was doing nails, and I was like, I like want to say I'm super excited for twenty twenty four, but then I'm afraid like to like jinx it because I feel like every single time I say I'm excited for a yeah. year, it ends up being like just like a shit show of a year. Like, I said that for 2020. I was like, I'm so excited. I have such good feelings about 2020. And then it was like COVID year. However, I think 2023 has actually been one of the best years for me so far. So 2023 was a good year. It hasn't been bad. Yeah. 2023 was a good year. I feel like I had I had a great year. I mean, we went to Scotland this year, which was like a dream come true. My business like took off more this year than it did Mm -hmm. last year, obviously, because um you know last year i was just starting yeah graduated from school like it's just it's been good so yeah yeah i i hope 2024 is just like another great year me too um but yeah kind of crazy um anything anything that you're grateful for especially right now oh, um let's do a something you're grateful for and something like you're not grateful for something that's like okay. really annoying right um now. <laughs> something i'm grateful for <laughs> oh no I'm oh scared. no i'm trying to think of something super obscure i'm grateful for fast shipping oh that's a good one <laughs> that prime that yeah, amazon that prime. prime shipping i ordered a seat uh oh i almost said well she had, she doesn't listen to this i was like i ordered a present for my friends because we're doing a secret santa oh cute and i ordered a present yesterday and it came already so Slay. that's one less thing i have to worry about that's great um, something i'm not so grateful for um are the how dark it gets really fast. I know that everyone and their mother has been talking about, oh my gosh, it's getting dark again. No, like but say, literally when it's dark at 5.30 p.m., yeah, it's not, like... Not a excited for that, so... Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. Um, something I'm grateful for is um, this sweat set that I'm wearing. I ordered it off of Amazon. It's literally just Fruit of the Loom, but it was $30 for the top and the bottom, Instead of like $50 per each piece, which every other sweat set that you True. find everywhere else is. And it's so comfy. I literally slept in it last night. <laughs> no, Fruit of the Loom and Hanes, like those brands are actually so top notch. Goated. Like they're Goated. cheap and they're soft and it's just like cotton. and yeah, yeah. I feel so cozy right now. So we're matching. We're both wearing green. I know. You walked in today and I was like, oh my God. Slay queen. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for that. And I am not grateful for... Hmm, I'm not grateful for um, the menstrual cycle. I am, <laughs> I am currently on mine. And I just, like, I... Why? Like, I'm so tired. 
and I'm just like gassed. Like I just like cannot handle it. And I know it's like every woman says that, but truly, like it's just like it takes it out of you. Why were we cursed? And you with feel such like crap. Thing? Like I'm glad my body's working the right way. I'm glad it's doing what it needs to do. But I'm like, why does it have to suck so bad? I don't know, man. Just hurts. Like I'm just like, ugh. Just feel bleh, like for a week, you know. It's because we got the short stick. We got the that's, short stick out of the genders, that's unfortunately. So true. That's and I so don't true. mean that to be like, oh my gosh, I'm a victim. No, but, like I love being a woman, but like, but that was really an L sucks. that we had to take. Yeah, you know? for real. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're stronger than the Marines. Just um, kidding. Well, we are doing a Hunger Games deep dive this week. Yeah. I'm so excited. We I thought would... it kind of worked because, like, Thanksgiving, yeah. there's, like, tons of food. Hunger Games, there's, like, not <laughs> Cornucopia. Like, I'm pretty hungry, too. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm also Katniss. I am starving. Um, please. Um, um, anyway, yeah, so we're doing a Hunger Games deep dive. When we, like, went on our Hunger Games rant a couple weeks back... We were like, we should do, we should do one. a Hunger yeah. Games deep dive. We've, yes. There have been other podcasts that have done like Twilight deep dives, but nobody I've seen do a Hunger Games deep dive yeah. as of recently. So I'm really excited. Me too. Um, I think um, if it's all right with you and the and the listeners, which the listeners don't really have an uh, opportunity to vote here, <laughs> Um I thought it would be fun if we ended with like a Peta Mellark fan fiction like we did oh, for our One Tree please. Hill. Our yes. One Tree Hill deep dive. I feel like you yes. have to end with like a little oh fanfic moment. I'm, yes, I'm stoked. Okay, I'm stoked. sounds good. Just wanted to clear it. Just wanted to clear like, it with the What am I going to say? No? Yeah. That wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're just like not comfortable, but like I know we are a team PETA room. Yes. So this is a pro PETA. Pro PETA. <laughs> pro PETA. Anti gale Yep. 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 All uh, right. Um. Do you want to start us off? Do you want me to start us off? Um. You should start us off. I'm okay. kind of thinking how I want to structure mine still. Perfect. All right. So I thought first we'd start with where I know you have this too, but where Suzanne Collins got her idea for the hunger That's games a and a little start. bit of background on some parts of like just like little details of that okay, so perfect all right so suzanne collins this is a quote from her herself she said i was channel surfing between reality tv programs and actual war coverage on one channel there's a group of young people competing for i don't even know and on the next there's a group of young people fighting in an actual war she said I was really tired and the lines between these two stories started to blur in a very unsettling way. That's the moment when Katniss's story came to me. So kind of crazy, like just sitting there, like channel yeah. surfing. It kind of reminds me of like, I feel like this is just how authors like and writers and creative people get their ideas. Like JK Row Rowling, when she got the idea for Harry Potter, she was sitting on a train mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden thought of like kids going to school yeah. on a train. Like, I think it really does come to you like that or you're just like, mm -hmm. hmm, you know, um, and then I thought this was really cool. So the dystopian nation's name in the in the books is Panem. Mm -hmm. And it also like has a lot of significance and probably does have significance to the story. I don't know if um, Suzanne Collins meant to do this, but I'm guessing she probably did. So it takes place in Panem, which is the Latin word for bread, which is kind of funny. Oh. But the name could also have roots in the Latin phrase Panem et circensis, which means bread and circuses. 
So mm-hmm. according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, this phrase means sustenance and entertainment provided by government to appease public discontent. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. That's like the overall theme. Yeah, the is story. the overall theme. And then I thought like it meaning panem, the Latin word for bread, like in the beginning of the first book like pita like basically saved her family yeah. from starving by throwing her like burning the bread yeah. and like throwing it to her Ooh. so like i was like that's kind of really interesting so considering the hunger games is largely about public's discontent about a lack of government provided food and a sadistic form of government mandated in- entertainment it probably wouldn't be a huge stretch to say this phrase could be linked to the fictional nation's name huh. and i got that from um i believe uh, insider.com interesting yes super cool I have something to add to that that I would thought was because I watched the first and second. I didn't make it to Mockingjay Part One and Part Two because mm-hmm. I didn't have time to watch four movies in one day. Yeah, but I also kind of know how it ends already. But yeah, because we've was, read the books. So yeah, and I was watching the first one. It's like when they're at the reaping and they play like the little video they have like celebrating the annual Hunger Games. Yeah, like the propaganda yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, President Snow says, like, it's a reminder to never forget the tragedy of the war where the 13 districts rebelled against their country. Um, But I think it's just so ironic that it's just another kind of war every year for children. They're like, it's a reminder. It's like about the war that happened 74 years ago. And to, like, never rebel again. Yeah. But then it's like, also, but we're going to have kids murder each other. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the capital pretend pretends it's like compassion and a reminder of how like forgiving they are yeah but yes it's like oh it's just so ironic well into like president snow saying as a reminder of like the districts um like rebelling against their country it's like no actually like they're fighting for their country what they're doing is rebelling against the leaders like like the government so like they make it sound like you know these people who are like trying to fight for like more like rights are actually like doing the wrong thing it's like you are destroying our country it's like no like actually yeah you are like you like the government in this capital city does not represent the country like we the people represent the country Mm -hmm. like which is super interesting yeah i also thought while i was watching i noticed something kind of interesting and it's like none of the capital people ever wanted to call the Hunger Games like what it was. Like they always mm-hmm. skirted around the issue. Yeah. Which is like it's murder of children, like fighting mm-hmm. to the death. Like they always like skirted around it and acted like it was something else. Yeah, and, because for them it was pure entertainment. Yeah. But and it's like, like it was like if you kind of can skirt around it and just pretend that it's not actually like real, it's yeah. just entertainment. Like it's just a show. Right. You know, it's like not that serious. Yeah. It's just a show. Like, like when Effie shows up and she like picks the names and is like all dolled up and then like all the people in the audience are like sunken faced and like do like mm-hmm. the piece whatever the the, sig- the yeah, sign the three fingers the three finger sign yeah. and they're just like qui- it's just quiet because they know like what really is about to happen yeah but she's a- acting it's like, like we're it's never a- gonna see these people again yeah, yeah. but effie and like is acting like it's a huge honor to be called but it's like no one actually wants to say like what is really yeah. happening yeah and that's why i think it's like there's one point in the movie where like Katniss meets Cinna and Cinna is like the first print- person to say I'm sorry this happened to you instead of mm-hmm. congratulating her yeah and I thought that was an interesting thing and because- that ultimately like kind of made Katniss like trust him yeah she was like yeah because right after that she says well usually people try to congratulate me like, yeah I yeah. was just like man Cinna was the realist yeah Ugh. yeah so I thought that was like an interesting thing while I was noticing because I'm like you guys made this up yet you don't want to call it what it is yeah 
I believe yeah. in the second movie. I don't think it's in the first. Maybe it is the first. Um, Cinna is the one that gives her the Mockingjay pin. You know what he, I'm talking about? Does he give her? He gives she, her the pin. She, no, she buys it from like That's a trading right. center. Okay. Like this old woman. Yes. She's like, how, she asked the old woman. She's like, how much does this cost? And the old woman's like, why don't you just keep it? Oh. But Cinna does pin the pin to oh, her coat okay. right before she enters the I saw the something arena. that like that was a little bit different than the books like somebody gave it to her maybe but maybe oh, yeah, that's... I don't know how it was in the books because it's been years yeah maybe maybe they them. maybe they did get it right in the movies because I thought I saw something that it was like no they did it differently in the books but oh, I can't remember I don't exactly. know yeah I don't know how she gets not it that that's books. super important but um but interesting but he yeah the fact that he made the dress though in like movie two uh-huh. where she spins and it turns into a mocking jay yeah Senna so good such a badass it's like it was uh, so sad when he died so I, sad uh, so sad that was probably like one of the hardest deaths yeah of, like the whole thing because it's right before she's going in again and like the tube closes and then mm. he just gets beaten like right in front of her yeah uh. what's like i feel like suzanne collins did that a lot in the in the books like with these really sad deaths is like and and i think maybe this was purposeful too but like Cinna's death comes out of like nowhere and you have to move on from it so quick mm-hmm. and Phoenix's death was the same way in yeah. like the book where you're like so much is, is like chaos and he dies and then like it's just like more chaos mm-hmm. so like you just have to keep moving right. and that's like the same with sin is like she's literally like gets up top and like it starts to count down yeah. and she's got to be ready like that's like the way of that's like kind of how it is to be a soldier it's like you don't really have any time to grieve it's yeah. just like that's how war is yeah exactly yeah. and even like talking about prim's death too mm. it was like bomb went off and then she was gone yeah Ugh. like and was katniss there yes yes yeah. like she saw her and she was going to yeah. her and then the bomb went off yes. and it was like mm-hmm. oh like again like chaos where you like you almost don't even realize quite right away that like oh they're it's a blink they're dead like mm-hmm. which is kind of like how like i feel like death is mm-hmm. in real life like i mean unless somebody is like sick and dying for a long time like you don't like death is quick yeah usually you know and like something in that form you don't have really any time to process it until after the Mm -hmm. fact obviously but yeah yeah there is also something i that i found was interesting that also has to do with like the difference between the capital people and then the people raised in the districts okay so there's a scene where hamich is like i think he's just like watching the hunger games like on like tv Mm mm-hmm and it cuts to this scene where he's watching like these two little capital kids like open a present and it's a sword mm-hmm. and like the the boy starts chasing his sister with the sword and i always thought this was an interesting scene to include because it mm-hmm. shows like the glaring difference between the kids raised in the capital and the kids in the district like to them it's just pretend like fighting each other is just pretend yeah but then it's like oh if you look back up at the screen like underage kids are literally like killing each other like actually chasing each yeah. other down and like with swords each other. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's just it, i thought that was such a really cool like an interesting scene to include yeah and you can see him like his, his the look on his face is like so disgusted yeah. he's like ugh. like you yeah like to you guys this isn't something you'll never have to worry about this is just pretend but to yes. them that's reality yeah but super yeah. yeah that's so interesting another cool plot plot point that like actually is involved Hamish is so they give background I know they give it in the books but it's been a long time since I've read the books so like 
forgive me if I don't know which book it is. I think it might be in the second book that they explain it or some. I think it is the second book. Mm. But so when Hamish was in his own Hunger Games, it was the like 50th Hunger Games and it was mm-hmm. the second quarter quell. Oh, that's right. And in the quarter quells. Um, so I'm just going to read you kind of what I found don't about bring it. bring back pre like pre. Uh... No, but there is something different about the quarter oh, quells. Okay. So in the first quarter quell. Um, so that would have been like the 25th one. So 25 mm-hmm. years before Hamish was chosen. In the first quarter quell, it is revealed that instead of being reaped, each district would vote on who to send into the games as tribute. <gasps> the second quarter quell's special stipulation. So that was the first stipulation uh-huh. of, the, of the first one. The second quarter quell special stipulation was that the capital would reap double the amount of children. <gasps> so in Hamish, instead of there being 24, a boy and a girl, uh-huh. it was double. It was 48. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was Hamish against 47 other kids. Damn. So two girls, two boys from each district. Hamish is badass. Yes. I remember, I can't, I remember something from the book. It goes into more detail how he won. Yes. And he, I'm going to get into that okay, right sweet. now. Yeah. That's, that's the plot point. So I'm just giving you the background. So double the amount of children, meaning Hamish had double the amount of tributes he needed to die in order for him to live. So he trained really well. He showed skill with a knife and was given odds of... 10 in winning so like you know how they rate them on the scale yes. of one to ten so he's like so now honestly they painted a target on his back because now right. everybody is gonna go same after thing him. with katniss because she got 11 yeah or yeah i don't even know maybe it's greater than 10 i can't remember but they do scale him like yeah anyway yeah but you're right at 16 so he was 16 when he was already charming and witty but also arrogant remarking to caesar flickerman that despite there being 100 percent more co- competitors they'll still be 100 percent as stupid as usual so i figure my <laughs> odds will be roughly the same we see this lighter side of Hamish revealed when Candace is being tested and shoots her arrow at the pig he's giggling giggling with excitement not just at the prospect of finally finding someone from 12 that might have a chance at winning but also at discovering Katniss. Uh, discovering Katniss shares his disdain for the capital, sarcastically thanking them for their consideration. Mm. To celebrate half a century of Hunger Games, the game maker, so in Hamish's one, uh, created a truly beautiful arena. As the pedestals rose, the tributes were overwhelmed by the lush surroundings full of flowers and animals with stunning snow-capped mountain as a finishing touch. It was all beautiful but deadly. The flowers were poisonous, the animals aggressive, and the snow-capped mountain erupted on day four, revealing itself in actuality to be a deadly volcano killing 12 tributes. Hamish was not seduced by the allure of the surroundings, quickly securing a bag and a knife from the cornucopia before retreating into the woods. While in the woods, Hamish runs into three Korea tributes. He's outmanned but not outgunned as he quickly kills two of them with his knife. The final tribute manages to disarm him, and as they go in for the kill, fellow District 12 tribute, Maisily Donner, kills the career with a dart. So much like Katniss and Rue, the two then agreed to work together. So Hamish and um, Maisley Donner, who's from his district, District 12, they team up. So they steal fruit from the other dead tributes and Hamish leads them to the very edge of the arena. So he just starts walking, like going. While there, he notices that a force field surrounds the arena and that anything this. thrown in it bounces back. Like I think yeah. in the book he was like tossing yeah. rocks. I remember the force field. Yes. Dis- yeah. So keep he keeps that in mind, right? The, re- the victors who return to the arena in Catching Fire also understand the mechanics and importance of the surrounding force field, though Katniss chooses to wield its power in a far more destructive and final manner, which you know in Catching Fire if you've seen it. Yeah, she so, blows it up basically with her arrow. Yes. Yeah. So Hamish is like, 
back to his time in the arena. So Hamish refuses to leave the force, the edge where he's right by the force fields. He's like, I can use this to our advantage. Mm-hmm. I can camp out here. Maisley, who he's teamed up with, chooses to separate from him and turn back towards the center. Then she's killed by a mutt. No. Hamish holds her hand as she dies, again, mirroring Katniss and Rue's story. Uh-huh. That same day, two more tributes are killed, leaving just Hamish and a District 1 career tribute left. A violent and deadly fight ensues between the two. She slashes open his chest with an axe while he cuts out her eye. She And he manages to get her back towards the edge. She throws her axe at him and he strategically dodges it. It bounces off the force field and goes back and it beds itself in her head. Whoa. Killing her. So he uses like his knowledge of the force field as a weapon like yeah. and helps him. So Hamish is pronounced the victor and he believes... The worst will then be over, and his now life is a tale of riches and glory. But we all know that he becomes an alcoholic, like, kind of consumed by... How could you not? Like, totally. That is, like... Yeah. So, and then I went on Reddit, and it was like, why was Hamish's vic- victory in the 50th Hunger Games a big deal? Um, Because it was like he hacked the system mm-hmm. a little bit, and he, like, he used the force field in a way that it wasn't intended to be used, so by doing so, he took away control from the game makers. Like mm-hmm. he kind of made it his game, um, which parallels like Katniss at the end of the movie one, yeah. where she tries to, where she and Peter are gonna yep. eat the blueberries. Yes, yeah. and like the game makers and this, like you, like imagine how much power they have. Like they're providing food, shelter, weapons, mm-hmm. and ultimately deciding like who lives and dies. Yeah. Like, um. So Hamish exhibited a level of self-determination, which flouted the game maker's omnipotence, essentially. So mm-hmm. anyway, just kind of, I, I really that. like really cool plot point that like, I don't think is like dove into enough. Yeah, but I was like, that's not in the super movies. cool. Like, yeah. And I always forget that Hamish was from District 12 too. Yeah. Because like yeah. they, the, the victors from your district are the ones that train like the new tributes. Mm-hmm. And I love that they brought in Hamish as someone who you, like, think you're going to hate. Like, how he comes Mm -hmm. in drunk and Peter's like, will you just, like, help us? And they're both, like, disgusted by him. Yeah. But he's, like, actually, like, just the realist. And, like, you understand. You're like, well, I would be drinking, too. Well, and you think, too, like, he's so, he's like, I do this every year. And I watch them get killed. And I watch them get killed. Like, they are, like, and so you think like he's like i'm not gonna get connected to you like there's nothing i can really do to help you Mm -hmm. but like again like seeing katniss like do like shoot the arrow at the pig and like see like kind of her bite back and like Like she gives him hope mm -hmm. too and Peta like really trying to strat like he they almost show him like no like we can win like Mm. we can do this and then it's like so he like kind of has a reason to like care yeah you know i love that so cool. And then them kind of mirroring his own story with Maisie Lee when mm-hmm. Katniss goes and finds Peta. Is the new one that's coming out, the Songbirds, is that about Hamish? It's a prequel. And it's no, it's not about oh, Hamish. Okay. It's actually about young President Snow. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, someone was saying it was Hamish, but I was like, I don't think so. It's but... not Hamish, even okay. though that would be really cool. That would cool. be so cool yeah. if they did a Hamish one. A yeah. Movie. So that's a cool plot point. Plot point. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. That I feel like yeah. doesn't get talked about a ton but just the parallels and that kind of leads into something i also wanted to bring up is the foreshadowing Mm -hmm. of a lot of events that take place 
but more specifically about PETA and mm, kind of like okay. what ends up happening to him. So in the first movie, um, I think it's like the night before, like they're supposed to go into the arena and mm-hmm. Katniss, like in the movie I'm talking about, I'm mostly going to be referring to the movie because again, it's been years since I've seen read the books. Yeah. But she like sees PETA like just sitting by like the window or something and she goes and sits by him and talks to him and um Peter says that he still wants to be himself when he dies and so oh. it's then for him to be brainwashed later in like the yeah. last two was such an interesting like foreshadowing thing because it was like he didn't care if he died but he still wanted to be himself yeah he still wanted to be Peter. and the yeah. fact that the freaking capital like ugh, took that away that's from him. really interesting i never made that connection but yeah. like yeah because you just think like oh he just doesn't want to be like overwhelmed by like the like i've got to kill people and mm-hmm. like change who he is yeah you know? that's really interesting and i so i this was actually someone else's um comment that i saw on like a youtube video but they were like i love that Peter symbolized like humanity uh, like he was kind of like the character that embodied like selflessness bravery kindness like yeah. goodness and that's also the main reason people like including himself like doubted he would make it through the hunger games not because he's not strong or talented yeah. or capable capable but he's too good Does like he, he's, yeah he's he doesn't have good. the ruthlessness yeah, that he you might need right yeah and uh, i just love that because uh, we just i just it's love so him good. so much it's, i love him so much uh. too and like that brings up another plot point that, like, he does get brainwashed. And something that, like, I really wish was different in the books was that, like, maybe he could have snapped out of that quicker. Because mm. he never really does. Like... Yeah. Like, obviously, he gets better and, like... His memories start to come back. They kind of and- start to come back and, like, he starts to figure out who he is again. But, like, truly throughout, like everything even in the epilogue like he's got to do the whole like real or not real yeah. with Katniss like um and yes like they do end up together they do like end up having kids together mm-hmm. like um but like you just I think my problem with like mocking Jay was that like you lost so much of what you loved about the characters which again I know like mimics or like how war is how war and- is and that people do like lose themselves and like become shells kind of of themselves yeah. and, like but really like i felt like we never got it back like essentially right. like katniss never really like was herself again gail was never himself again yeah. like um and then Peter really wasn't himself yeah. and i felt like Peter was kind of an anchor for right. like everybody like because of who he was as a person like the hum his humanity like was so much of who he was like yeah. that him being brainwashed and like for the entire all of the all of mocking jay like the last part of catching fire yeah. you're just like we needed you to come back like and give right. us like a win like i wanted there to be kind of a moment where things like like mm-hmm. clicked and he was like whoa like yeah. and he was kind of back i definitely agree with you but i think i have more like, that plot line used to absolutely, like, depress me. But I think I have more respect for, like, that writing decision now because it. I do think it represents him, like, more kind of irreparably, irreparably like, changing you. Yeah, And it's like, yes, true. like, goodness won out in the end and, like, humanity won, but he was forever changed and, mm-hmm. as cheesy as it sounds, scarred by it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. 
and I think and I also think I don't remember again how the books went but I actually liked how part one and part two handled it like he there's a scene where after Katniss shoots coin she's gonna kill herself she has this dart that she like Mm -hmm. he stops her from taking it Mm. and I loved that because like the whole it also kind of showed he was coming back to himself because he was trying to kill Katniss because he thought yeah. she was bad but then he ends up like saving her again yeah. and like that you see a couple times in the movie where they're saving each other even though he's still quite not himself like yeah. they still are very much yeah like you know yeah that like truly even if you brainwash him mm-hmm. maybe yeah, like the he you can never yeah. change the core of like who he and is and there is one scene too where like they're back home and like they're building it's like after war is over and Katniss like goes out to the garden she sees Peta and he's planting primroses for her Mm. and she's like what are you doing he's like oh I like I found these primroses in the woods and then he like brought them back to plant them for her so it like shows that even at the end he's still like kind and yeah he is a little bit different yeah yeah there was like a few things that made me like a bit more forgiving about the fact that Suzanne Collins decided to make Mm -hmm. him brainwashed yeah but I know I, I still wish they hadn't done that because yeah. at the end of the or like they could have done it so I just like wish that maybe he had like been able to come back yeah. a little bit more I agree. than like how he like I was like it just felt like we never got him I back know. like it really at all like it yeah. just is like Ugh. that's why I don't I don't know if I could read it again but yeah the movies just make it a little bit more well it's faster to get it's through faster too. To like get the pain's through. faster yes. yeah I remember the pain in the book I was like oh my gosh when is our boy gonna come home from war <laughs> bring him home <laughs> literally bring him home and like so bad and yeah I know I know people are gonna be like that's the point and I'm like I know, I know. that's the point but all also like it's a book it's a and book like i and want we can have some happiness i want like i can have an opinion about like yes. the book you know I like know. that's like what oh so many people commented on our reel about oh, gail about gail and <laughs> they're like that's the that's the that's um, the point that's the reality gail's of never known real sacrifice and i'm like okay i'm You're like not, okay but we're like <gasps> like we're just talking about team gail or team peter yeah here. we're not trying i'm to get... like you guys like <laughs> i know i know i know and like i don't know it's just like it's like i know i know you you're smarter than i am i guess like it's just like the whole like um actually this is how it's supposed to go and i'm like no like you're like i don't care i'm like i know that like if you're really asking for like an analysis a true analysis i understand why mm-hmm. like the decisions she made in the book right. but i was like but that doesn't man, mean we have to agree with them doesn't mean we have to agree with them and doesn't mean that i felt like it couldn't have been different if exactly. she wanted it to be like yes. I agree. With you can. That. I feel like you can still show like the like true terrors of like war and like in in this setting without like absolutely decimating every single like character that yes. we love. Like kill. Like she killed Prim. You're like, dang, that's a huge loss. Gail like kind of goes psycho. Huge loss. Peta brainwash. Huge loss. Finnick. Like, <laughs> and then like Finnick is like oh, huge loss. Like it was just like yeah. loss after loss after loss. Which again, I know mimics war, mm-hmm. but it's like. Again, this is a book. So yeah. I'm like, I need yes. there to be some, like, mm-hmm. things left. I and, like, I didn't feel like there was anything left. And that's left. why I am so, I will always be forever bitter about Phoenix's death. Like, we yeah, talked about this last time. I'm like, you didn't need to kill him. No. You did not need to kill him. No. Because at least with, like, Prim's death, hers kind of has, like, a bitter, like, 
kind of an irony to it as well where it's like she's the one who started this she's the one who got Katniss into it and so to have her die like you kind of take away Katniss's purpose yeah where that Katniss is like yeah what was like the point what was all, of this, all for? Of this but then it's like the point was that you demolished this horrible regime yeah that was the yeah. key it was like Prim maybe jump-started you but without yeah. you getting reaped like you wouldn't have demolished this no entire- Prim would have died for nothing like mm-hmm. again like exactly and none nothing else good would have happened like yeah and it honestly like prim stayed alive and like prim was like a nurse and like mm-hmm. helped so many people before yeah. she was like killed too mm-hmm. so you're like think of how right how how you, like her death did have me by prolonging the fact like by prolonging her um her life like even though that wasn't the candace or candace katniss <laughs> like candace candace from phineas <laughs> yeah candace from phineas Bird just there <laughs> um by like katniss doing that even though it's not like she knew like i gotta take uh prim's place so that she doesn't die until then obviously mm-hmm. like but like by doing that she like saved more lives and like yeah yeah so so that i thought that i was like that makes sense but for finnick you're just like no please please and he had like a wife and his wife was pregnant and like man forever angry forever forever angry it's not right it's not okay justice for finnick justice for finnick um sam cleveland is (sighs) he's so hot I can't handle him. He's so sexy. We also love him because he saves Peta when he, Peta yeah. gets um, bounces off the force field, and Candace is like, "Oh my!" God. She, like she thinks actually Finnick is gonna finish him off because she doesn't trust him. Yeah. But then he gets down like, like one less person. Him, yeah. Yeah. But then he starts giving him CPR, and you're just like, <sighs> "Yeah!" Literally the best. Literally the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I also read that Sam Claflin Claflin. Mm-hmm. He uh. Like, he had to get built for Finnick. Yeah. He ate for, like, four months. Like, when he got cast, he ate, like, for breakfast, he'd have, like, eggs and oatmeal. And then for, like, lunch and, like, dinner, it's, like, chicken and asparagus. Like, every day for, like, four months. <laughs> I Working out too. twice a day. Like, <sighs> man. He's, like, I so think hard. I ate, like, more chickens than there are, like. In the world. <laughs> in the world. Like, <laughs> like so dang. Funny. I'm, like, actually, yeah. I need somebody to do that for me. But. <laughs> yeah. I remember, um. Like, Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson said, like, the same thing. Like, the training was just crazy. But, like, also, it was interesting because Jennifer Lawrence said, like, she did a lot of different types of training. Like, she actually took archery for, like, a mm-hmm. couple months. And, yeah. yeah. That's but- crazy. Um, I want to go to uh, and talk about a plot hole that I found that okay. I thought was kind of interesting. So, in Catching Fire, it's the quarter quell mm-hmm. again. It's the 75th. So, every 25 years um and obviously they do a special stipulation and the special stipulation this and that year was that they would bring back people who had won the winning tributes and make them fight again which was like you feel like so much anger for everybody because they're like i i thought i was good like i already had to live through this and now i'm back like that was one of the promises that like you would never have to do it you would never have to do it again and it's like it just shows like again like you this government tr- doesn't care yeah you can't take their word for no yeah, for anything they say no they yeah. are not in it to protect you no. they're like and they're again just asserting their dominance like you can't do anything yeah what Sorry. are you gonna do yeah, yeah. Exactly. yep like they go back on their promises you can't trust them like that's why i love when joanna comes out in the second movie and she just starts screaming oh on the, my god um 
what's his name on the show where they interview yeah caesar Caesar. yeah when they're like and she starts screaming and then they're like okay well then and you're like no but you guys don't want to literally she's literally right she's <laughs> like if y'all are gonna send me back in here i'm just gonna be so unhinged yeah, like she's just see, yeah she's the realist seriously I her. anyway so this 75th quarter quell but like somebody brought up this plot hole on reddit and again i'm sure there are answers for this but i thought it was an interesting point to bring up mm-hmm. so the finding the 24 tributes for the games so again you have to choose a boy and a girl from each district but they had to be prior winners mm-hmm. but here's the thing how could they find 24 tributes that were winners that like from each district like how because like the probability so let me just go okay so it says is this even possible when you look at many of the tributes in catching fire some of them are a bit older but for the most part they're all reasonably young Hmm. okay so keep that in mind um however to get 24 tributes it would mean at a minimum some of them had to be out of the games for at least 23 years um yeah, you would have probably had to have a lot of old people, like 70 year Yes, if, especially from some of the districts that aren't going to have a winner like, yeah. often, like the, your career district. So right. on top of the fact that District 1 and District 2 usually win the games. In the books, I... And those are the career packs, Yes, right? okay. and District 4 also is con- considered a career district. So you okay. have most of your winners every year from District 1, District 2, and District 4. So obviously mm. they're going to have a larger pool to choose from. But the, you might have some dr- districts like District 12 before Katniss and Peta that only had one victor Hamish. alive, yeah. which was Hamish. So how would you have done that? Hmm. Where like, you're like, I'm sure District 10 and District 11 didn't have like a living... I mean, obviously they did because it worked for the book, but like a living male and female. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. So it seems very unlucky that some districts would even have tribute, have, a tri- have tributes for this set of games, let alone both male and female ones. Statistically, this would be quite unlikely. Again, this might be explained in the book, but would seemingly conflict with the notion of District 1 and District 2 usually winning the games. That was mm. somebody somebody wrote that from reddit but yeah i was like that's actually really interesting i didn't think of that unless yeah if that happened maybe we can just kind of infer that they just chose more victors from the other districts Mm -hmm. and just plopped them in there and plopped them in or the first for whatever reason it worked out that and obviously like Anyway, it worked out for, like, the game makers that year that they were like, oh, we can do this because we have a female and a male from every single district mm. that is living. Oh, yeah, maybe. You maybe know? that was why they were able to pull off the stipulation. Yeah, they yeah. were like, oh, this is a cool special stipulation because we can actually do it yeah. this year. Like, mm, that's a good point. So, and it works for their purposes of trying to get rid of Katniss Peta. Like, yeah. you know, Ugh. kind of, like, paying them back. Like, hmm. no, you actually both don't get to live. Yeah. Like sorry you can only escape yeah. it one death one yep yeah. yep so anyway i thought that was an interesting plot hole because like again it's a book so you can write it however you want to write it mm-hmm. and obviously she can do it that way but you're like oh yeah like that actually mm. is kind of an interesting plot hole like how did that end up working out statistically yeah. again with it being like well most years your victor is from district one district two or district four mm. Why do I want to watch these again? I, I know I want to now ago. too. So I, I need to. I need to do. We need to have a Hunger Games watch party. Also, we probably should have done it before we did this episode, yeah. but we were kind we of were too excited. And, and yeah. yeah, but anyway, so that was like a plot hole I had, mm. and then I have some remaining like 
cool facts and funny facts okay. from like the can i thing. bring up one more thing that i liked yes of course um so i just wanted to say that if you're not a good writer <laughs> or if you don't have a good protagonist that isn't fleshed out sometimes they come off as what you call like a mary sue where yeah. they have everything figured out they're kind of just naturally good at everything they're like perfect they're they don't kind really of have perfect. a flaw yeah um and i especially see this sometimes with female characters because it's almost like people are afraid to make them a little bit flawed yeah or something yeah but i wanted to say i loved katniss as a protagonist because she didn't have it all figured out she struggled just as much like in fact there were things about her that were frustrating to you yeah. as a reader you're like girl girl come like, on yeah she, you're almost a little too stubborn like yeah. a little not quite like very deeply feeling but like acted not deeply feeling yeah. too where you're just like she's very stoic mm-hmm. like in her way yes and i and you see her like in the first movie like she, there's a lot of close calls where she literally almost dies like she mm-hmm. isn't just like automatically good and like a strong yeah. badass like she really like like she has to she had to have help like mm-hmm. in order to win like yep. yes she was strong and she had this like, incredible skill with like the bow and arrow and like could climb trees really well and like knew how to hunt and survive but she was like thrown in without much a chance like of a chance with like anyone else and um i also just i always will think that jennifer lawrence absolutely like was the only one who could play her like she played it so well like just gave her like kind of the strength and maturity and like she just made her strong and really likable yeah unfortunately i think sometimes female protagonists aren't very likable because we Mm -hmm. don't make them fleshed out a lot unfortunately yeah but i really love katniss yeah katniss was a great was a great protagonist protagonist. and i agree i think jennifer lawrence really brought the character to life really Mm -hmm. well and played her really well she wasn't annoying like Mm -hmm. at all she felt very real and like yeah yeah, i Mm -hmm. i thought jennifer lawrence did an awesome job um she also like when she got cast like a lot of people were like okay you gotta lose weight like because like i saw that too you know like and in a way it makes sense because um you're like well she's from a district where like she literally has to fight for food but at the same time jennifer lawrence like didn't do that she's like let's not make her like so skinny she's like let's "Let's, like make her look like a regular girl yeah and like because she's gonna be somebody that like people look up to and i actually really like appreciated that because yeah we're we're so used to seeing like very like unhealthy stick thin people sometimes and like that's so funny to say because like jennifer lawrence is literally like gorgeous and so thin like in those movies you watch you're like there's literally it's not even like she's like oh yeah she's a curvy girl like no she's so thin but like for real she didn't need to lose 10 15 pounds like yeah Yeah. so she looked great i thought she looked great too um do we want to go into who who were also like some of the runner-ups for these parts Ooh, yeah, now sure. okay so for katniss and you probably got this too so some of the stars mm-hmm. were tested for the leading role of katniss were abigail breslin who was like she was kind of like major childhood star like I don't child know star I she was in recognize that name if you look her up you know exactly okay. i'm trying to think about what like movie she was in she was like in all the movies that i watched when i was like a kid oh okay. you know yes, her yes. yes 
Um, so Abigail Wrestling, Shailene Woodley, who was like Shailene Woodley was everywhere. She in was everywhere. We could not get rid of her. But you know it's okay because she got Tris. Yeah, she and got Divergent, Tris. and she did great as Tris. Okay. Um, Haley Steinfeld was also mm. up for the role. Saoirse Ronan was Saoirse also. Saoirse could have been good. Saoirse could have been good. Like. And Emma Roberts was also up for the role. I think Emma Roberts would have been a little bit annoying as Katniss. I don't know if I would have liked her. Yeah, none of those seem right. And maybe it's just because we know Jennifer Lawrence now is like, she's forever solidified as Katniss. Yes, and that could be why. But but also I feel like they don't, I don't know. I think it's good that she was chosen. And like Suzanne Collins was also part of the casting process, which I thought was good because... Obviously, she's a writer. She knows, like, who's going to fit. Yes. And she was, like, and she said, like, herself, like, Jennifer Lawrence really just embodied the character Mm -hmm. super well. But anyway, so all those were confirmed by a source at Lionsgate. Um, And then PETA, there were a couple interesting ones for PETA. So Evan Peters. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, Evan Peters as PETA would have been a funny... Especially because he always plays really dark roles. Yeah. He's like sunshine boy. Yeah, or like kind of quirky. Like he doesn't, he just doesn't fit the the PETA Mm -hmm. stereotype. Um, Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh. And I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson could have been a good Finnick too, I think. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is so hot. (laughs) He is. He is so beautiful. He's so fine. Um, And Alex Pettifer. Do you know who that is? Uh uh-uh. uh. He plays, you know, the movie Beastly. Oh, wait, yes. Him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He also auditioned for PETA. I'm like, he could have been PETA. He's a little, comes off a bit stoic to me. He comes off a bit stoic and a little bit too, like, hot guy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, like, his war- his warmth doesn't come through. Exactly. And you, for PETA, you needed somebody whose warmth came That's through. That's exactly why I think Josh Hutcherson was perfect because mm-hmm. out of all of those people you just listed, like, he just, like, has that, like, yeah and that's like what the cast like the casting people they're like he just and suzanne collins she said i felt good about him from like first day of auditions Mm. she says he just his ability to like use language like his language facility she said like Mm. which is again big part of peter's character he was Mm. really able to play up like the audience like he was really charismatic like she goes, and his warmth came through. Mm. Um, also, who auditioned for Peter, Liam Hemsworth, who played Gil. Yeah. And Alexander Ludwig, Ludwig, who played Cato. Yeah. They both auditioned for Peter, which, again, I just don't think they have the warmth. Yeah. And Cato, spe- like Alexander, especially, is just yeah. better for Cato. I yeah, think. he yeah. totally is a Cato. And, um, and Liam Hemsworth just fits Gil mm-hmm. better, too. Um, for Gil, this one was really interesting. Like, I think it was down to him and Liam Hemsworth, David Henry from yeah. Wizards of Waverly Place. I, that was one of mine. So in case you're like, wait, who was he in Wizards? He was Justin, Alex's older brother in I Wizards. I could actually see him as Gale. Totally. I could see that. Totally. I, totally. I was like, yeah, that actually works. And for some reason, I think Liam just was a little bit maybe better. better. Yeah. For whatever reason, he just, you know, casting chose him. But I was like, how weird would that have no. been if David Henry? That would have been crazy. But I also could totally see totally. it. Totally. Like, he has the looks of Gale, he does. like book description. Yeah. And then he also, <laughs> his, his role as Justin's actually kind of similar to yeah. Gale because they're both kind of like, like smart and like kind mm-hmm. of a rule follower. And yeah, yeah totally. I, I was know. like, that would have been that would crazy. Been funny. In like another universe, David Henry played Gale and yeah it was great but yeah kind of interesting casting Uh choices and i also thought it was funny that all the guys that auditioned for PETA are the ones that i read off they're like kind of big dudes Mm -hmm. and PETA, i know is supposed to be like a bigger dude yeah 
and Josh Hutcherson is like a foot shorter than all of these guys. Yeah. Like, but I love that. But like, I love it, and he played it so well. Yeah. Like, he really did. And honestly, like, he didn't look smaller than Jennifer. No, like, he's at all. Still manly. He's still very manly. Yeah. Like, strong. I just, yeah, he yeah. thought I thought Josh played it so well. Ugh, I, I love, love Josh. I've been Josh Hutcherson stan from. I think day like one. I've <laughs> always had like such a crush on him. He's a cutie. He's just such a cute person. I actually saw a clip, a compilation of his like he was on SNL probably around the time Hunger Games is out. Mm-hmm. He was on SNL and like I saw a compilation of like his skits on SNL and he was hilarious. He's so funny. Like I was cackling. It was so good. And him and Jennifer Lawrence's friendship is so, so good. Cute. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. I I mean he was he was a great pick honestly for the mm-hmm. role, but um I don't know anything you wanted to add as far as that. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, perfect. Should we move on to like fun facts? Yeah, funny facts? I actually have a couple. Perfect. Go um, for it. So Canis this is actually something I did not know, but it, it like explains her name. So her name is she's named after the Arrowhead plant, Katniss, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And uh, so it says Katniss's first name comes from the Arrowhead plant, which was known as Katniss in the language of the Delaware Indians. The root of this plant can be eaten, as Katniss does in the book. Oh, so I was like, oh, that's why they named her that. Yo, yeah, <laughs> I knew she was named after a plant. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah um her and and primrose like they're both plants yeah and then another one is that um while filming i don't know which movie it was but jennifer went deaf in one ear for a while and it's funny because katniss also goes deaf in her left ear after the first hunger games yeah it's kind of funny that yeah that 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 is so interesting well there were a couple injuries on set as mm-hmm. well like she accidentally kicked josh hutcherson <laughs> in the that. head and he had a concussion liam hemsworth <laughs> broke his ankle mm-hmm. um during mockingjay um there was like another one oh like sam claflin sam, he yeah. broke his finger like, mm-hmm. like damn, <laughs> random wild things dude. yeah crazy well um i read that the hunger games franchise grossed three billion dollars worldwide which is crazy Whoa. Um, and Suzanne Collins, I was like, I wonder if she like wrote any, if she was a writer before. So I looked that up. Mm. So she was a TV writer. So oh. she began her career in TV in 1991, writing for children's television and worked on staff for like multiple Nickelodeon shows. Mm. So kind of and I like think she worked on the screenplay for the Hunger Games movies too, which is, I think is, is the way to go. It's the way to go. Yeah. I think if you're basing a movie off the book and you can get the author to do it have the author write the screenplay or at least co-write the screenplay being a wallflower was as just as good of a movie as Mm -hmm. it was the book because the author steven he has kind of a crazy yeah but he he wrote the screenplay well and i actually thought i thought the movie was better than the book me too so there you go yeah um some funny facts in 2014 on the tonight show hemsworth liam hemsworth told jimmy fallon that jennifer lawrence made a point of eating garlic or tuna fish or something that was disgusting right before the pair's kissing scenes and he said right before the scene she'd be like i didn't brush my teeth and i'd be like great i can't wait to get in there and taste it told jimmy fallon which i'm like that's such a her move like she's hilarious i love i freaking love her um do you have any more like fun facts um i have one more okay this go is for about it the, i have a couple this is about the filming locations okay um it just says that the hunger games franchise was filmed across two continents hunger games was filmed around various towns in north carolina including Asheville and charlotte catching fire was filmed in atlanta and hawaii and walking j part one 
two were filmed in Atlanta, Paris, and Berlin. Very cool. So I thought that was cool. Very cool. I also saw something that I think it's the second one after, you know, where they ride the chariots around at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, when they're riding back into the tunnel, the tunnel has like a name that's like a couple letters and then dash a couple numbers that like stood for the nightclub that all the actors would go to like after filming in Atlanta. Yeah. So if you look closely at like the tunnel that they enter into and like the, and I think it's catching fire. Yeah. You'll see like the, (laughs) the like above the cherry. Yes. The letters on like the letters and numbers on the tunnel represent the nightclub that they'd all go hang out at. That's so funny. Which is kind of a cool thing. Okay. So I have a couple more like funny things about the show and cast. So Lenny Kravitz who plays Cinna had no clue what the Hunger Games was before he was cast, and he didn't even have to audition. So mm-hmm. the director, Gary Ross, watched his role as, um, I think, Nurse John is what it was, in the movie Precious, and loved him so much that he just offered him the part. He's like, do you want the part? And he was like, well, I don't know. So uh, Lenny Kravitz like downloaded Hunger Games and started reading it, and he was like, I couldn't put it down. So he's mm-hmm. like, I said yes, because he started reading it after he was wow. offered the role. Also, there was a swear jar on set because the films were supposed to be PG-13 and there isn't, like, any swearing in them. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence was, like, the most major contributor (laughs) to the swear jar, according to the director, Yuri Ross. I'm like, honestly, love her. her. Um, And then my final fact. uh, So, Joanna Mason, who's one of the victors in Catching Fire, Joanna. We Mm -hmm. talked about her. So, her strip scene in the elevator... When she's like, she starts getting naked yeah. and they're all just <laughs> like standing scene. there. So, so the film is so, okay, this is really funny. They're filming it. The film assistant working on the scene accidentally pressed the button to the wrong floor where an unsuspecting hotel guest happened to be waiting. So they didn't shut down the entire hotel they were in, just like certain floors that they would be going to they and would from. be filming. Yeah. 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 So the assistant pressed the wrong elevator button and the doors mm. opened to this unsuspecting hotel guest so jenna malone uh, who plays joanna says i finally got all the timing bits down jenna told usa today and as i turned to go the elevator doors opened and there was a guy holding two cups of coffee from starbucks trying to get onto the elevator i just walked out i was like okay keep going and he was totally unfazed it's like me naked in all of joanna's glory and then woody harrelson jen jennifer and josh and the camera operator behind me it was the best moment of my life that's so funny you're just like imagine just being that guy with the starbucks cup you're like oh he's just like all right this is what it is like perfect but yeah i thought that was super funny i also read something about her i didn't write this down but i remembered Mm-hmm. seeing it as i was researching for this episode yeah she um she's like i am not an angry person and she's like and yes. i was a little afraid of for my audition because she's like i don't know if i could channel like that anger and make it believable yeah and she's like but then like the day before my or like the, the morning, morning of before my audition she's like everything was pissing me off like everything was irritating me she's like my alarm like went off at like the wrong time this happened and this happened and then she's like and i just like went in there and she yeah, she, she was, like, it. over it. And yeah. Like, it, she's, like, I, because of that, she, like, nailed the audition. Yeah. yeah. So Which funny. is super, super cool. It's kind of a funny yeah. coincidence. Well, that's... Oh, oh yeah. I got to read my fan fiction. Oh, I almost yeah. forgot. Fan fiction time. Fan fiction time. Okay. This is from Tumblr. And the title is Run. Oh. Okay. A Peter Miller fan fiction. Okay. <sighs> All right. Everybody, are you ready? Mm-hmm run you done this before you could do it again so that's what you did only this time 
around you were only this time around you were weaker following Peta's orders you ran him close on your tail after being ambushed by other tributes your legs moving as fast as they possibly could the last time you were in this arena things were different you weren't pregnant <laughs> are we Katniss we are we Katniss you weren't you didn't have a child to worry about but now you had a family a family you wanted to create with Peta. A searing pain in your side shooting through your body as you ran. The bag on your back only adding to your pain. Damn. You were caught by a machete during the ambush. Your reaction time, the only thing saving you from being slashed open. Your hand firmly pressed against the wound as you listened to Peta shouting behind you, telling you to keep running as you lost to the other tributes. Your energy now draining quickly, Peta now running by your side as you came to an abundance of trees and rocks. Good enough shelter for now. Peta ordered you inside. Are you okay, sweetheart? Peter <laughs> Peter gasped, trying to catch his breath while helping you sit on the damp floor, partially hidden by trees and rocks, his eyes full of worry as he caught sight of the blood seeping through your top. What if I lose the baby? Oh, those words stung Peter's heart as he dug around in his bag for a loose bit of material before pulling your top up, revealing the wound, putting pressure on, on it. He shook his head, biting his lip, refusing to let his emotions get the better of him. Please don't say that. We gotta get through this once. Or we got through this once. We can do it again, okay? Looking down, you met his eyes. The ones you fell in love with. <laughs> Tears threatening to fall. This was something from his nightmares. The oh. nightmares he'd had since winning the games last time. Losing you. Losing oh. your baby. You were the only thing keeping him going. He loved you with all his heart. Oh, Peta, so true. it's different this time. You know that. He shook his head, looking back down at the wound uh, on your side. The bleeding had slowed, but the risk of infection was still very real. Infection and malnutrition, things that could very well lead to you losing the baby. Oh, shit. But he refused to just let that be be oh, it. No. He would do whatever it takes to ensure That's the two right. of you are safe. That's right. <laughs> Pete Dog. Your Pete name. Dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pete Dog. I have to just take a minute. Pete Dog. <laughs> <laughs> i go feral for pete dog too. your name insert your name hannah claire whatever your name is i'm not going to let anything happen to you or the baby i'll do whatever it takes he sighed looking up at you his face sterner now but only for a second before his look softened again placing a kiss on your forehead Slay. do you feel safe i, I feel, feel so, so safe. safe the bleeding slowed down get some rest we will get out of this i promise you he offered a small smile and attempt to offer you some reassurance before sitting down next to you one of his arms going around you as you not nodded leaning into his warm body his free hand going to rest on your stomach as he pressed another kiss to your head hoping everything would be okay and promising himself he would do whatever it takes wow <laughs> we i wonder how pregnant we are supposed to i know that. like are we like, are like, how bad is that wound i was like are we just gonna let her bleed out? like we're we're just gonna bleed out are we like opening like state uh, like opening beginning stages are we like are we eight months are we pregnant like eight running? months pregnant that running because i don't know if that's like per like honestly possible at that point <laughs> yeah like knowing how many friends i've had that are pregnant like i don't think we're like taking off at a full sprint yeah at eight months Imagine pregnant being, preg being um pregnant in the game in the game that would suck so bad it would suck so bad i think i would just want to die right away you're just like let's just let's just go yeah let's, let's just let's oh. get on her 
Ugh. And imagine having to kill someone who's pregnant. Oh, that would be so sad. That would be really sad. It's like because you, no one. It's not like anyone want in there wants to actually kill. No. Which is one thing I want to say real quick is I loved how like these like some of these career characters like Kato and stuff like that like they are kind of like you forget who the real enemy is like he's just as much of a victim as mm-hmm. like everyone else was so, like yes like he came from a district that yeah. prepares for this on it and like honestly like he's been trained up his entire life so like yeah. his own like maybe thoughts about it like his own like aren't even his own thoughts yeah. about it either it's like oh yeah like it's just, just like, what i meant to do I yeah guess. exactly yeah. Mm. so Anyway, that was super fun. That was really fun. I Ugh. love Hunger Games. Now I need to like go and watch it. <sighs> that yeah, we gotta have. I a, might have to watch the last two. We I gotta know. have like a um, a movie thon, a yeah, movie marathon for Hunger Games. So good. Anyway, All thank right. you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Make sure to um, like and subscribe, rate and review, <laughs> rate and review. All the things. Tell your friends. Um, yeah. And we'll catch you next Tuesday. All right. Bye. Bye.